Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. This week on Travel Tidbits Podcast 27, we discuss Ama Waterway's Rhine River Cruise. Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Travel Tidbits Podcast. I'm Christy Shear, travel agent for Pineapple Escapes, and today I'm joined by Jamie Weidel, agent and agency owner. Jamie and I both had the opportunity to take a Rhine River cruise on the Ama Waterways cruise line. Uh, we were able to visit Germany, Switzerland, France, and while we both have done our share of ocean cruising, this was a first time with river cruising for both of us. So the other thing is, while we both had the same cruise itinerary, Jamie traveled in mid-December. Well, I didn't leave for my cruise till right after Christmas. So this will give us a chance to kind of compare our cruise experience. So let's get into the core and talk about our itinerary on the Rhine River cruise and some of the highlights of our stops. So Jamie, you want to start out with some of your favorite stops along the way and the things that you did there? Yeah, um, well, before we jump into that, I just want to say I think Alma Waterways is doing a great job with their river cruising situations and and how everything is going with COVID. Our ship was about uh, a third full and it was really nice. They took care of everything. Amsterdam actually closed down the day before we were supposed to port there. So they bussed us from Dusseldorf, Germany instead of porting in Amsterdam. And they just did a great job of taking care of us and making sure that everything still went smoothly despite all of the hiccups with COVID and everything else. But yeah, we had the same itinerary, which was kind of neat then to see. Actually, we were on the same ship. Christy and her husband ended up in the same room that Mike and I had been on the week before. Like, So it was kind of funny. They had the same waiter, everything. So it was kind of funny to watch her journey through Facebook and on social media after we had just done it. But it was very different. So my cruise was more focused on the Christmas markets. And so at each port stop, our tours were more focused on both the history and on the Christmas markets. And that, and in that sense, the different things that celebrate Christmas in the area. Though I know, Christy, you got to do a couple Christmas markets right. too. So that was, I think, one of the big highlights for our cruise were the Christmas markets and being able to see those. But yeah, that's basically a short summary. Let's talk about each port. Chrissy, you want to go first and talk about your arrival in Basel and how that went for you? Sure. Yeah, we um, arrived in Basel a day early just to make sure we were there for our cruise and ready to go. And we really enjoyed the city. We stayed in a, a small little quaint hotel, which was right near the main tourist area. And we were able to do some self-guided tours, do some walking tours, see the highlights of the city. So we really, really enjoyed it. Lots of small shops and things to see. Yeah, we loved Basel too. Um, Mike jokes that every time he goes to Europe, he has to buy new shoes. So he ended up buying, I think, three new pairs of shoes in Basel. And we actually threw his old shoes away just in the garbage can outside <laughs> one of the stores because 
that's just like one of his things is when we get to Germany or Switzerland or France or anywhere in Europe, London too, um, he buys shoes. So that was our highlight. We did a lot of shopping. Um, I actually just finished my chocolates that I bought in Switzerland that were delicious, but so many fun little stores. So our next stop, we went to the town that um, it's just a small village that Walt Disney based Beauty and the Beast on. And this was a really neat stop. We did a little walking tour and then we were able to have some free time in the town. We were able to see how they make a lot of the different pastries and different things around the area. We also saw different jams and jellies. There were lots of candies and very fun Christmassy feel to it. So we really enjoyed that. Christy, I know you went to a different stop on your first day. We did. We were really undecided where to go, but they um, made a new stop, which wasn't initially on the itinerary, and that was to Calmar, France. The reason being was it did have a Christmas market still going, and so they wanted us to have the opportunity to experience that. So we went to that town, but the interesting thing was where Jamie visited, they said that Beauty and the Beast was based on their town, but Kalmar also said that. So I think there was some rivalry <laughs> there of, about who was um, the inspiration, but it was a really, really nice little town with the Christmas market, lots of the half timber homes like you do see in the Beauty and the Beast and buildings. And it was really nice to get to experience a Christmas market because we didn't think we were going to be able to. Yeah, and they are really neat and and just such a neat part of the area. But that is funny about Walt Disney. But I think he took a lot of inspiration from his whole trip over there. Um, They say that Neuschwanstein Castle um, was the basis for the castle at Disneyland as well. So I think that whole trip was just a very inspirational trip for him. So probably all those cities have some claim to fame there. So we'll get on that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So So then the next stop was Strasbourg. We did the walking tour in Strasbourg and then we did Christmas markets. They had several different ones set up around the city instead of one big market. They were trying to disperse the crowds due to COVID. We did have to show our vaccine QR codes to get into the different Christmas markets. And there was lots of shopping, but the history of the city was really interesting as they have gone back and forth between Germany and France multiple times. So it was interesting to hear about how some of their ancestors had changed nationalities three or four times during their lifetime. And so the history of the city was really interesting as well. The cathedral here, I thought, was stunning and a beautiful, beautiful building. What were your thoughts? It was one of my favorite stops on the cruise. And we did not have the Christmas market, but the whole walking area of what they considered the old part of the city was just street after street of things to see, places to eat. The cathedral was beautiful, as you said. The exterior almost had a lace-like quality to it. It was so intricate, the cutouts and the design of it. We also did the bus tour, um, a bus tour around the city, and then it finished with a walking tour and then lots of free time. And I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about the Amma Waterways excursions is you did have an opportunity to do a tour and then you also had time to explore on your own. 
So while you were doing your tour, you could kind of spot some highlights, things you wanted to go back and visit. So it was a nice combination. Also, the other thing on those excursions, they had three different options for if you wanted um, very little walking, if walking was a challenge, if you wanted just your average walking, or if you were someone that was trying to get some extra steps in for the day. And a lot of them also had a bike tour as an option too. So um, it really fit with whatever your comfort level, level, your activity level was, you could choose one that would work for you. Yeah, I really like that too. Um, We usually did the full walking tour because we were trying to get our steps in and trying to exercise a little bit, especially because the food was so good on the cruise too. But And we did do the bike tour when we were in Rudersheim, which that was a 14-mile bike tour, and it took us up through the vineyards there, the Riesling vineyards, and it was amazing. I would definitely recommend that. I know that we do have some Peloton riders that listen to our podcast, so Peloton riders, Ama Waterways is made for you because every day almost you can do a bike tour as well, and it was really fun. We really enjoyed that, so definitely something to keep in mind. And if you're like me and you're afraid you'll break your hip on a bike, there is still plenty to do. <laughs> so um, yeah, just just a lot of good choices. And usually there was a choice of at least two different tours to do each day. So, you know, one might be more cultural type, one might be a food tasting or a winery or thing. So there was a lot of variety in whatever your interest might be and what you could choose. That was one of the things that I liked in Rudersheim too. Um, We ported there the night before. And so that evening, they had an evening excursion for us where we could either do coffee or wine tasting. And then we had the whole next day in Rudersheim and that's when we did the bike tour. So we did the wine tasting the night before. And then we were able to go see those vineyards that we had heard about and talked about at the wine tasting. And so that was really neat. And they also had other excursions in Rudersheim too. There was like a music box museum. Did you go to that? We did not go to that. Yeah, that one looked interesting. I don't know. It wasn't for me, but it. I mean, it's neat that there are different options in each port. And they're all included too, which I think is nice as well. Right. Now, our, even though we stopped in the same places, our itinerary was a little bit different because we actually, um, we spent a day at the Heidelberg castle in Germany, which that was a really good stop. And then when we got to Rudesheim, that was New Year's Eve. So of course they had a New Year's Eve celebration on board with a special dinner, had a band, had um, dancing. It was it was a lot of fun. They put a lot of, of work and effort into it. And then the next morning we could get off at Rudesheim at 9 a.m. for a wine tasting followed by a coffee <laughs> tasting. <laughs> so you had to be really hardcore if you wanted to do those. But um, we did and was so glad we did because the um, they were both just very unique experiences. The wine tasting, especially enjoyed the wine. I don't know what you call a wine maker. Wine I maker, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a term <laughs> for works. it. But um, yeah, his, there is. <laughs> his winery had been in the family for years. And he kind of talked about the rivalry of, about if German wines or wines from France were better. So and just the whole process, he talked about ice wines, I'd never 
heard of those before. And so I invested in a bottle of ice wine for a special occasion. So um, I'm looking forward to enjoying that sometime. I have a feeling that we had the same guy talk to us because we heard the story about the ice wine too, but we didn't end up buying any, which surprised me because my husband's definitely a wino and loves that kind of stuff. But we didn't end up buying any to bring home. But I thought the whole story about the ice wine and how they harvested and how it all works was really interesting and fun to hear about. So it was. Um, should we backtrack and talk about Heidelberg a little bit in the castle? Sure. So I didn't end up doing that excursion. We ended up going to the city that day instead, but you went to Heidelberg and did the castle. So tell us a little bit about that. Very interesting on this castle. It was as each new king took over reign, they built on a whole new section to the castle. So they kind of talked through the eras of the different buildings and what kings they were for and some of the personal stories and, you know, the uh, the dirt on all those that had lived there. So that was interesting. It was also home to like the world's largest wine cellar. So you went down to visit it and it was like, I don't know what to compare it to. Maybe a water tower underground, a big wooden cask. So that was that was pretty amazing. And and the story was, you know, it's not that they actually use that much wine, but it just made them look wealthy to have that large of a <laughs> wine cellar a, a to store their wine in. So we enjoyed that, especially I always, when I'm doing historical tours, love to hear kind of the backstories on the people who live there and their lives and things that you're not necessarily going to get in a history book. But when you have local guides that have been there their whole life, they know all those stories to share. Yeah, I think that's another thing that Ama Waterways does a really great job with is all of the guides are local, like they hire people that live locally. And so you do get that background, you get the stories and all of our guides spoke really excellent English so we could understand they also provide little headsets that you can wear, like if you're doing a walking tour. They do a really good job of making sure that you can hear and that that you can understand what's going on. They do a really good job with that background and that history. So that's something that I liked too. Yeah, I love the headphones part because so many times I've been on tours and if you're at the back of the group, you miss out on so much. And with this, I mean, you know, it was like you were walking right next to them. So you were hearing everything that they shared. So I love that. Yeah. Same. Me too. And I feel like when there's a lot of background noise, my hearing cuts off sometimes. So that helps too to have the headphones and all of that as well. So our next port was Cologne. This was a fun day for us. We did Christmas markets. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) there's a theme here. But the way that they had their setup, like each one had a different theme. So that was really neat. And the cathedral in Cologne, I think I don't know. All the cathedrals we saw were really neat, but the one in Cologne was stunning. And we were there on a Sunday. So like they had like full mass and everything. So that was neat as well. And it was packed, but we really loved Cologne too. I thought it was a really neat city, lots of shopping areas. And we loved the Christmas markets. There was one that had like a little ice skating area and it was just really neat to see. Right. We enjoyed watching those ice skating. That was fun. It did seem like, and we were there on a Sunday also, that 
you know, there were, and we didn't have the Christmas market, um, that there were a lot of places that were not open yet. I say we were there in the morning. So that was my only thing with Cologne that it wasn't my favorite because I just felt like there was a lot of things we didn't get to see because of our timing being there. But we did move on from there to Dusseldorf, which we enjoyed again. Docking was just in the perfect location right on the edge of town where there was a green area where people were hanging out, walking their dogs. They had some street performers that were there. And then there was a lot to see within the city itself. Yeah, we liked Dusseldorf. So that was added to our itinerary because that all happened right that day before. So we were actually supposed to port in Amsterdam, ended up in Dusseldorf instead, which was fine. We had a, a really fun day there and they did a nice job of kind of pivoting and still having tours and things for us to do. So it, it worked out well, but it was an unexpected stop for us. And we enjoyed that city as well. And I agree with you about Cologne. A lot of the normal shopping wasn't open when we were there, but we were lucky that the Christmas markets were open. So I do think that that makes a difference when you're in Cologne because all of the normal shopping was not open. So that did make a difference. And then by the time we got to Dusseldorf on Monday, everything was open and we were able to shop and walk around and, of course, Christmas markets again. So that was great. Right. And I think something you said was really key that I like about the river cruising. When you have a ship with, you know, well, with in our case, it was a very low number. But even if these ships were at full capacity and you're talking maybe, you know, 180 passengers, they have such flexibility to shift and make changes to make it the ideal situation. If you have a large cruise ship full of people, you can't do that. But <laughs> with with them being that small, they can make those adjustments as needed to make sure it's a great experience. And I felt very comfortable in that they did take so good of care of everyone. I felt like I could send a client there and, you know, once they got through all the hoops that they needed to get into the countries and things, which of course we help them with all of that. But once they were on that cruise ship, they were taken care of. I wouldn't have to worry about them from that point on. The cruise director knew everybody by name. There was that personal touch and you knew that they was going to make it work. Yeah. And I love that too. Like they really take the time to get to know you. I mean, I think it was probably easier on our cruises because they were lower capacity, but I'm sure that that's how they do it even when the ships are full. But they really take the time to get to know you. It feels very personable. And by the time you leave, like, you know your waiter, you know the bartender, you know your cruise director, like, you've taken the time to spend talking to all of them and get to know them. And, and that's nice, too. Right, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the ship, because we know definitely the size, the layout, even the demographics of the guests on the ship are a little bit different. So what were your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, obviously, I've done more ocean cruises than I can count. So this is a totally different experience. The ship is much smaller. I think the ship we were on, the max capacity for passengers was 160. There's about 148 crew that are on the ship. So it is a lot smaller as compared to ocean cruises. And basically, you're on three decks. So, you know, one deck has like the lounge and has like the reception area. One deck has 
dinner and dining. And then the other two decks have, well, they're actually just on the other side have, you know, cabins and staterooms. So it's definitely a lot smaller experience. It's definitely not one where you're going to go do, you know, rock climbing on the ship or, you know, those sorts of things like the big Royal Caribbean ships. It's a whole different experience, but I actually really enjoyed it. And I felt like we had a lot more time in port, which was nice as well. What were your initial thoughts, Christy? Yeah, I I enjoyed that small, intimate setting. I like the fact if you went to dinner and forgot something in your room, it took you two minutes to go get it rather than, you know, clear to the other end of a big ship. So I did like that. Decor was very tastefully done. I did like the ship and the fact that it was smaller. I like the fact that you did definitely get to know your fellow cruisers. Now, not to say that you had to, if you're a person that definitely likes to kind of um, just be on your own on a trip, which I usually am, that you could do that. We had a couple on ours honeymooning. And so they definitely stayed on their own most of the time. But for the most part, um, it was a small enough group that each evening when we would gather, um, one of the things we're going to talk about is the evening cocktail hour. You would find people kind of drifting from group to group and getting acquainted with the different people on there. So that was nice. Yeah. And I mean, I'm more of an introvert, but I can be an extrovert when I need to be. And I actually enjoyed that too. Like it was nice to be able to get to know people, to recognize people than when you were out in the ports. And it was very comfortable. I would say that the demographic is definitely an older demographic overall. I was probably the third or fourth youngest on our ship. There was one family. Um, the family was actually the family that we did our bike ride with. So it was Mike and I and this family, which was the parents and two girls that were in high school. And then there were also two daughters, I guess, that were younger than me that were on the ship with their mom for a trip. And I would say they were probably early 30s. But overall, the demographic is definitely an older demographic. But they do a good job of accommodating everyone. And AMA definitely is a kid-friendly cruise line as well. They are the ones that do the adventures by Disney. So if that is something that you're interested in, they partner with AMA Waterways. And so then you would have all of the adventure guides with you to help navigate and to help with the kids throughout um, the trip, which I think would definitely be beneficial on this type of a cruise. Right. I would say the average age on our cruise was probably in their 50s, similar to us. There was a, were a few outliers, older and younger. Like I said, we did have the one couple honeymooning. And also um, at our table, there was a 16-year-old there with his mom, which he had a great time and enjoyed it. And I think you just have to know your kids. I know my kids would have loved it too. They, they would have had no problem with it being older. And, and I think part of that reason is it's because it is so port intensive. It really is about the ports and where you stop more than the actual activities on the cruise. So if, if you have kids that like to explore and that kind of stuff, I think, I think they're going to love it. Yeah, I, I think my kids, even though they're still young, I think they would do just fine with it just because they enjoy the history and the background and, and those sorts of things. So I think they would love the ports and I know they would love the meals and all of that as well. So I, I think they would do fine. But I, it does depend on your kids. If your kids are wanting, you know, 
to go rock climbing on the back of a ship. This is not the cruise for you, (laughs) but we can hook that up for you too. But it's definitely a different experience, but definitely one I enjoyed and and one that I would definitely do again. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to, to plan my next one, actually. So onboard activities, we've kind of talked about the ports. Um, So some of the onboard activities I mentioned before, the cocktail hour each evening. And during that time, your drinks were complimentary. Also beer and wine with lunch and with dinner. So that's a perk that you don't see on most cruise lines is that inclusion. We also had a Christmas tree decorating party, even though it was after Christmas, we had that. Now, I did not go. We, it was too late at night for us. But I heard from people that went. It was a great time. They enjoyed it. There was an onboard pianist. They had some local entertainers come on board, mainly uh, musicians to do some things. So we just really enjoyed all that. How about you, Jamie? What were some of the things that, that you'd had? Yeah, and they did. I mean, it, it was very similar on our cruise they did a really nice job with bringing in like local bands and that sort of thing. And then they had dancing and things in the evening. Mike and I, Mike and I aren't dancers, first of all, but we also aren't late night people. So we didn't do a lot of the later night things after dinner. We usually went to bed so that we could be up early for ports and all of that the next day. But everyone there really enjoyed it. And I also talked to many of the guests about their you know, thoughts on AMA versus other cruise lines. And they said that AMA really does a great job, like even compared to Viking, which I think is one of the most well-known river cruise lines. You know, all of them said that they really like AMA, that they feel like the food is better on AMA. And so I thought that was interesting to kind of get some different perspectives there. Right. I think several of the people on our cruise also had done various river cruises. And I got that same feedback from them. They really enjoyed this cruise line over some of the others. So that was good to hear. Talking about one of our favorite subjects, dining. So what (laughs) did you think about the dining options? Well, you know, I'm a foodie and you know that I get grumpy when I don't have, you know, Diet Coke and, and food. So I was super pleased with the food options. I felt like they did a great job, especially for being such a small ship with having different, I mean, there were usually what, three or four options per meal, but everything was excellent. Like we had great food. Um, I would say that there weren't a ton of snacks on the ship. So we did buy some snacks that we brought and kept in our cabin, but the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I thought they were excellent. What were your thoughts? Right. I agree. You know, the main dining being open for all three meals, but you did have an option in the lounge to order something lighter, like a cheeseburger or a piece of pizza or something. We didn't do that. They offered an afternoon tea where they had some like finger sandwiches and cookies and things. And then they also did a late night snack, which we never stayed up late enough for. So I can't tell you how that was. (laughs) Um, You can tell we both (laughs) like to go to sleep early. So, um, but then they had the chef's dining experience was, was very nice. All guests got the opportunity to go one night to a special dining room where the chef prepared a seven course menu. Food was beautiful and delicious. We really enjoyed that. The other thing I loved about their dining, one of my major things I look at for a destination is the ability to get coffee. 
and they had <laughs> coffee twenty four seven right there available for you. Regular coffee, which is what I usually drink, but also you could get a cappuccino, something like that, and that was included in your cost. You wasn't paying Starbucks for extra for a specialty coffee. So that really impressed me. I was very happy with that. That does not surprise me at all about you, Christy. But I will say that that was also really nice. Like when we were cruising through the Rhine Gorge, they brought up Rudesheim coffee for us while we were out on the deck and it was freezing cold. And then there was always hot chocolate coffee, cappuccino. And we were there during, you know, it was cold. I mean, not as cold as it could have been, but it was definitely chilly the day we were cruising through all the castles in the Rhine Gorge. And so that was nice to always have that option available. They did a nice job with that as well. Right, definitely. So overall, impression overall, what would you advise somebody thinking about doing a river cruise? Well, I would say do it. I would say that we need to look at when we're talking about your river cruise, what ports you want to see, what time of year you want to be there. As Mike and I were on the cruise, we said, okay, we need to bring the kids back in the summer because I think even if we did the exact same itinerary, it would be completely different in the summer because, you know, it was already kind of gray and dreary and, you know, winter there. So being able to see it with in the spring when, you know, everything is green, I think would be a completely different experience. So I think that's something to think about what time of year you want to go. Do you want to go for the Christmas markets or are you trying to go for something different, some other kind of scenery? What's your purpose? And then I also think, I mean, I love Dama Waterways. I completely feel comfortable selling that and and that my clients would be very well taken care of and comfortable. And so I think that's something to think about too as you think about your river cruises. You know, what kind of experience do you want to have? And I can say, you know, I think they do a top-notch job and take care of everyone. Right. I, and that's the thing. There are so many cruises they have available, not just the one that we went on, but just I was really surprised when I started looking at river cruises, just all the places you could river cruise. So if there's a place you want to visit, there's probably a river cruise there. So it is an option in most places. I've already started looking at the Nile River Cruise for my family. I'm like, That'd be a great way to go to Egypt and get to see some different things. And I don't yeah. know. And I want to do the Danube. I don't know. There's just so yeah. many. I think Danube's my next. And I think I would like to try spring. I think that would be really yeah. gorgeous in the spring. So moving on to our slice of life, Jamie and I have two more cruises coming up. You want to talk about those, Jamie? Yes. Yeah, so Christy was our top seller for 2021. And so I am taking the top three sellers for 2021 on a Disney cruise. We're going to be staying concierge level and I am super excited. We'll be on the Disney Dream at the end of February and we are really looking forward to that. And then Christy and I will be on another cruise in April. We will be going on the Symphony of the Seas and getting to see some different ports and it's basically the polar opposite of the <laughs> river cruise. So we were on, you know, this tiny river cruise, and now we're going to be on one of the biggest ships out there. So it'll be a good way to get some perspective, I think. So, but I'm really looking forward to both of them. Right. I'm, I'm really anxious um, about the Symphony of the Seas, as I have done most of my cruising on kind of the mid-sized ships. 
And so I would really, um, I would look forward to seeing what it is like on one of the mega liners or whatever the term is they use for them. So I'm excited about that. So finally, we're going to end with our crushed it. I purchased a hair straightener for my trip from Amazon. This one had multiple plugs that you could use, whether you were traveling in the UK, Australia, Europe. And I was really happy with it. It was only $27.99. So I was worried about how it might work, but it heated up very quickly, worked well. Jamie had given me some advice before we went to make sure not to try to use an adapter on my current one because she had a bad experience with that before. (laughs) So uh, yeah, there's a tip. Don't uh, think you're just going to plug your usual one in with an adapter. So I would give this a five pineapple rings and we'll have that link available in our show notes for you. So thanks, Jamie, for chatting with me about the River Cruise. You can find all of our Pineapple Escape agents on the web at pineappleescapes.com. Our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all our agents and links for our social media. We would love to have you join our community. Bye, and thanks for listening. Bye, guys. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.